Moat on the volley. And yes! The corner. What a start for West Bromwich Albion. The Baggies Podcast, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Hello and welcome back to the Baggies Podcast, where of course we're giving you all the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Today, another match reaction episode of the podcast, this time for another away defeat, unfortunately, a 2-1, uh, a 1-0 loss, sorry, against QPR Uh, leading us to a third successive uh, game without a win away from home. But we're going to be taking a look at the details from that game and much, much more. But remember, if you're new around here, be sure to subscribe and leave us a nice little review on your podcast provider or a subscription on YouTube does all the same. Today's episode, we're joined by another very special guest. Today's guest is YouTuber and Albion fan. It's Will Burford. Will, how are you doing, mate? Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you, mate. Uh, Thank you very much for having me on the podcast today. Absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, it's been a it's been a good year for you. You've been putting out some great content uh, on YouTube already. And and what sort of stuff have you been doing, sort of on YouTube, that's to do with Albion? Well, my, my channel recently has been sort of took over by Matchday Vlogs. Obviously, I go to every West Brom home game. I try to go to a few away games as well. Obviously, bring uh, Matchday Vlogs. Obviously, as you do, uh, try to show the Matchday experience. I also like a bit of non-league football as well. So if the Albion are away from home and I can't get to the game or, you know, if Albion, if Albion aren't playing international break, I go to Midlands non-league football and try to give them a bit of a audience. So, yeah, really enjoy my time on YouTube at the moment. Yeah, and you, you do make a lot of, lot of non-league content and you visited visited quite a few grounds. How, how, many, how many stadiums and grounds do you think you've visited so far? I think it's around 48 rounds at the moment but um hoping to get into the 50s before the end of the season oh wow that's that's a that's a very good amount I think I'm, I'm probably not even in double figures yet so that is that is mightily impressive from you Will and and obviously your your, your non-league uh content creation has brought you uh, a bit of a reward at, at the FCA's the football content awards where you won best non-league creator what, what was that experience like for you and, and how did it feel picking up an award for, for all your hard work on YouTube yeah, well, that, that experience was insane, really. Obviously, going down to London was, you know, re- really exciting. Obviously, a day off school as well. Um, I went with my friends. Um, but just to see the likes of, you know, Thogden, Arsenal Fan TV, you know, some really famous guys who probably inspired me to start YouTube channels and to go there. And it was really professional as well, uh, getting interview- interviewed by some guys. And, yeah, it was a really good experience, a really well hosted event and to pick up the award I wasn't expecting that it was a massive bonus as well yeah amazing that's that's a that's an amazing experience to meet all of those all of those famous YouTube faces and, and stuff like that so that's 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 really great but obviously you're a West Brom fan you've been you've been following Albion very closely this season obviously with your vlogs and, and going to the games it's been a it's been a been a bit of an up and down season so far how have you how have you sort of seen it and how have you thought it's gone so far yeah, I think it started really well. It was really exciting towards the start. Um, obviously, the, just the excitement about getting back into the grounds. That Luton game was a good atmosphere. Um, we had some exciting games towards the start of the season. Obviously, scoring late on against Peterborough, Blackburn away. 
it looks quite positive and then sort of went downhill a bit from there um i've been i've tried to be as positive as i can on my vlogs i like to promote west brom but i'm starting to doubt blaring ishmael a bit um the football's not exciting and the atmosphere at the Hawthorns is a bit dull at the moment, which is a shame. Uh, it doesn't help as well when you see the likes of Villa Park and Molyneux absolutely bouncing at the moment, both potentially pushing for European football. But, you know, our, our, our good days will come, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, you echo, I think you echo really my thoughts. Like yourself, I try and remain as sort of upbeat and positive and try and sort of keep a bit of spirit going and it's it's been very it's been a very hard sort of few weeks really for for us because it's it's been been a, a numerous games really without a win obviously QPR we're here to talk about today will it was a, a difficult game again for Albion another defeat and another game without scoring on the road again away from home so going into the game there was no win in three league games how are you feeling sort of sort of going into it and obviously such a big game really with 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 what was fourth versus fifth well, you know, it's a difficult one because obviously QPR are in good form and they're always going to give us a good test. Um, but I go into every West Brom game thinking we're going to win, especially in the championship. I like to be positive. And I think on our day, we can beat anyone in the championship. But I have my doubts. Obviously, as a West Brom fan, it's always written in the stars. You know, <laughs> Stefan Johansson, Chris Willock, Sam Field, Charlie Austin. It was always going to happen. Charlie Austin scoring in the last minute, but... Yeah, it's a difficult one. Yeah, we seem to sort of entice former players to score against us. I can't say, uh, I think the the sort of, you know, the celebrations weren't, I won't, won't see that extravagant against West Bromwich. I mean, I thought Austin was going to go and do the, the fingers in the ears oh. of the West Brom fans. I, I fully expected it, but that wasn't the case. But see, so many, so many former West Brom players in the side for, for QPR and it was, it was always going to be one of them, wasn't it, Will? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'm not too sure what Charlie Austin has against the West Brom fans. Obviously, he was always doing that, uh, holding the air when he was at the Albion. But I'm not sure if that's just his celebration or. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if he has anything specific. He did. I think he clapped the fans at the end of the game. Our fans, which was, which was quite nice. I, I fully, I just fully expected him to go and do that in front of our fans. I don't know why, but yeah, obviously some difficult decisions as well going into the game because we, we had quite several players missing. I think there was you could probably name a whole Albion eleven of players that that were actually missing from the game rather than on the pitch. Um, the back three was a bit different. Obviously, two fullbacks that normally play on the wing, or wing backs, I suppose, playing in the in the back three. What did you make of the team when you first saw it? Because obviously, there's a, a lot of missing familiar faces from the side yesterday. I don't think I could have really had too many complaints. I think when we've only got really one sort of fit and available centre-back who's probably capable of playing against QPR, you can't really have too many complaints. I, I, I left it down to the manager, really. He sees the players on every day on the training field. And he obviously fought, um, I think it was Furlong and Townsend who played centre-backs, yeah. was it? Obviously yeah. thought they were um, the, the right two choices to play at centre-back. Uh, I have to say, though, I'm really glad to see Matt Phillips back fit and in the Albion side. I always say that I think we're a better side when he's in the team. So, yeah, um, good to see him making long runs. And I think he could be useful towards the end of the season if he stays fit. Yeah, certainly. He he earned his start really yesterday. I thought he was really good. Obviously, they're, they're kind of managing his fitness at the moment because obviously he's had such a such a long time sort of out of the game. And, you know, that, that game against Brighton, I think he, he really did deserve his start and, and really earned himself a, a place in the eleven. But 
he was, he was decent yesterday. Obviously, um, Robinson was the guy that, that got hooked uh, around 60 minutes, I think. But it was Daryl DK who came on for his debut. Obviously, really great, great to see him on the pitch and obviously getting that Albion shirt on since signing on the 1st of January. What did you make of sort of, well, we'll start, what did you make of his signing, Will? Because obviously it's the first time he's spoken to you on the podcast. What did you sort of think about when he signed, you know, on the 1st of January, four and a half year deal and on a permanent as well? Yeah, well, I was really shocked, to be honest. Um, first of all, shocked that West Brom are making, you know, tr a transfer really early on in the January transfer window. Um, I was really shocked as well. I thought Daryl DK would probably come in on loan and then maybe if we go up to the Premier League, be an option to buy. But to sign a four-year contract, I was really surprised. Uh, but yeah, really positive signing for West Brom, I think. Yeah, and obviously the debut came yesterday. It's nice to see him getting on the pitch and... You know, from, from all accounts, I think he put in some positive uh, energy into the game. I think the momentum kind of swung in our favour for uh, probably about 15 minutes after he came on, at least. Yeah. What did you kind of make of his debut? Obviously, he did some, did some really good things. Yeah, I, I think it was a really positive debut. I think he looked good. He made a few runs, uh, put a few crosses in, and he, he looked a bit more of a threat. And I think that's what we've been missing so far this season. Uh, someone who, you know, lo looks good and starts, to create chances. Uh, we've been lacking a bit in front of goal, uh, lacking a bit of conviction. I always feel that we put loads of crosses into the box, whether the crosses or shots, I don't know. And <laughs> I think Daryl DK will be a very positive improvement on potentially Jordan Hugel or, you know, even Callum Robinson, anyone who's been playing up front. But I don't want to put too much pressure on him either. Uh, I don't think him alone is going to save our season. I think the fans need to, you know, accept that. I think he, he will have a very positive, you know, impact on the squad, but he's going to have to have service to provide goals and assists. Yeah, I think he, um, he, he, he certainly, I think he is a big missing piece for Albion and probably the most obvious one, but whether he's the, uh, the, the, the be all and end all for Albion, I, I, I can't see him alone as you said there being being the guy to turn our season around I think he will score a lot of goals and I think he'll probably get up to maybe 10 or more I'd hope but yeah at the moment it's it's looking like there are sort of deeper issues for for, for Daryl DK that, that, that he can't really solve himself obviously the last minute header as you mentioned well coming from Charlie Austin uh, it, it it wasn't uh, the worst Albion performance I don't think I've seen and I don't think it's the worst one this season and certainly not one that I think deserved a loss but at the end of the day, well, it was it was QPR who ended up taking their their big chance at the end of the game. Yeah, I think from what I gathered from it, um, a draw was probably a more fair result. But if there was going to be one team to win it, it probably was QPR. From the highlights I saw, um, they just looked to be creating a lot better chances. Uh, obviously, you saw Charlie Austin's goal, the cross, the delivery into the box was straight on his head. It was a quality delivery. And as and as I mentioned earlier, that's what we've been missing. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, Chris Willock, as you said there, who, uh, who, yeah. who who put the ball in as well. I mean, it was just just had to be. I don't, he never made an appearance for Albion, which is really really odd. But you know, he's 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 doing bits in the championship so far this season. But well, if I had to sort of sort of point you a very punditry question towards you, what do you think went wrong for Albion in this one? Obviously, another defeat. It's it was a disappointing result, but. What do you think? What if you could put your finger on it? What do you think went wrong for Albion yesterday? 
we just can't seem to put the ball in the back of the net. Obviously, we're not scoring many goals this season. Defensively, you can't have too many complaints. Uh, obviously, we didn't have with only one fit centre back, it didn't go too badly. But we we need to create more chances. We need to threat put more of a threat on teams and put them under more pressure. And I just don't think we did that yesterday. Yeah, I thought the attacking play was was really just disjointed. I thought Adam Reach was. I, I like Adam Reach, and I think he's done a really good job. I thought his crosses were were, were quite wide of the mark, quite literally. Some of them going out for throw-ins and, and goal kicks and stuff. But yeah, I just thought that we were just really off the pace in attack, and we looked a bit predictable. I think QPR sort of sussed out what we we're trying to do. But I think DK did add a bit of something different to the forward line. I think he he added a bit. I think he kind of rattled QPR a little bit with the way he came on and. And sort of started literally shoving people into into the advertising boards. He, he, he shoved Barbe into the advertising board and started a massive, massive sort of scrap between the two teams, which was quite interesting. But obviously, well, Ishmael is under quite a bit of pressure now. I think I think it's safe to say that Albion fans. I mean, even the most positive, probably like 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 yourself and 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 myself, are starting to really doubt whether he's he's the guy to go forward. What do you think that that needs to happen with Ishmael? Will for me, I sort of want him gone now. Um, I, I, it's just I'm getting a bit fed up of it. He's reluctant to not to change the squad. I think a lot of fans, myself, and probably uh, I, I go with my dad. Every game we say, you know, the substitutions he makes and the starting eleven. He the formation isn't working. His substitutions don't work a lot of the time, and he, he just doesn't seem to change it. And you know, I sort of want the atmosphere back at the Albion, the buzz at the Albion, exciting football. You know, that's what we was probably looking forward to being back in the championship for. Um, we don't seem to have had that this season. That being said, I don't think he's done a terrible job. You know, we still sit fifth in the championship. We still, you know, still in the race for potentially automatic promotion, definitely for the playoffs. So I I feel like it seems though he's got, you know, about four years left on his contract for the Albion aren't planning on getting rid of him anytime soon. So probably have to see him out for the rest of the season. Hopefully he can, you know, hopefully Daryl DK improves his squad and we start to see a few better performances. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think, you know, he hasn't done a terrible job, but, you know, the atmosphere is a big thing. You mentioned that Luton game at the start of the season, you know, the first time that everybody's been together since, since Slavin Bilic was in charge and it was, it was such a good atmosphere, lots of positivity. That Sheffield United game that came just after that as well was amazing because, you know, beating the side like that 4-0, I, I didn't, certainly didn't expect. But, you know, it was, it's such an amazing atmosphere. It's, it's kind of gone from the Hawthorns at, at the moment where, you know, obviously going with your dad and, and seeing seeing the atmosphere every week. And like I, I go with my dad as well. And it's, you know, we've noticed the atmosphere has really changed at the Hawthorns. It's so quiet. And obviously the Brighton game might have been a bit of a one-off because it was a cup game. You know, the atmosphere yeah. just just isn't cutting it at the moment, is it? No, it's not. Uh, it's I, I I feel like it's because there's not a heck of a lot to cheer about. Maybe I don't know. Also, I think I think obviously having to play it on a night doesn't help all the time. I think I've seen you know about nine of our fixtures so far this season. Yeah, have been moved from a Saturday to a Friday or Monday night, and I don't think that helps. Obviously, a lot only really season ticket holders are going to go to a game. On a Monday night, even some of them potentially won't. So I, I don't think that's helped. But yeah, the buzz around the Hawthorns is completely gone, and the fans haven't really come back as they were 
before lockdown under Slavon Bilic. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just not very nice to see. And I think, you know, I think the style of play is one thing, you know, for Albion fans maybe missing out on the game because they don't want to watch it. A lot of people didn't perhaps go and watch Pulis or Tony Pulis's Albion really when that was at the time. But, you know, you can say about that, that at least for a certain period of time, there were results that that, 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 that we got and we were winning, winning games, even if it was by some horrible goal from a corner or, you know, sort of scrappy goal, you know, it, it's, it, it really is like results that, that make Albion fans stay. And, Ishmael at the start of the season, maybe his, his style of play after the, maybe the first five, the five games wasn't great. But, uh, you know, I look at the Peterborough game, for example, obviously we've got Peterborough coming up this weekend, which we'll chat about later. But the Peterborough game wasn't a great performance, but all Albion fans were were really excited because it ended up in a win. I mean, the, get the, we were, I don't think we were great on that day. And I think that performance was similar to what we've expect what we've seen recently. But you know, it's all about it's all about picking up those three points and 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 getting the getting the wins. Really, you know, it was it, it was just I think the atmosphere's gone because you know maybe not because of style style of play hundred percent, but certainly because the results haven't been there. We, you know, we've drawn so many games at home recently. Do you think that if the results start to improve, well, even though the style of play obviously isn't going to change, do you think that the fans might decide to to flock back to the Hawthorns? I think um, you know, second half of the season, you. You usually see, you know, bigger crowds uh, towards the end of the season. You know, p- promotion starts to be a bit more in sight. But um, I think the thing with Valerian Ishmael's style of play is if we're not winning, it doesn't look very pretty. And that's probably the main reason why the atmosphere is gone. Uh, the atmosphere is sort of still there on away days, which is good. Um, so it's not completely gone. There's still fans, you know, supporting the club. And the away support this season is it's still been absolutely fantastic. I think, you know, we've got a few bigger fixtures coming up as well, the likes of Fulham, Coventry, Bournemouth at home, which might help as well. Obviously, they'll bring decent away followings and hopefully, if there are more exciting games, we might start to see a bit more of an atmosphere at the Hawthorns. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. I think, yeah, we can hope hope that those sorts of games, because they're, they're huge games now and they look even bigger now, I suppose we've just lost that one Moving on from QPR, Will, obviously the transfer window is still very much very much open for another couple of weeks or so. Uh, we've got Daryl DK in so far. Are there any more sort of areas that you, you'd like to see improved in the side? I think potentially we might need to get in another centre-back. Obviously, we, we have got depth in the centre-back role, but as you saw at the moment, we've had a few games like the Reading game. And obviously yesterday, centre-backs seem to be getting injured quite often and suspended, yeah. so... We might just need a decent backup centre-back, maybe someone like Akeem Bryan, who is obviously yeah. injured at the moment, um, maybe just on a loan. Uh, I think we usually seem to pick up a few loans on deadline day. Maybe that might happen. Uh, maybe another centre midfielder, but it's hard to pinpoint what's going wrong and what sort of position we need. Um, maybe a bit of a backup for Townsend, potentially. Obviously, I think he's been playing OK, but he hasn't got anyone behind him to sort of put pressure on his spot. Um, but yeah, I don't think we'll have many more big signings coming in before the end of the January transfer window. Yeah. But um, also, if Darrow O'Shea comes back in, it will almost feel like a new signing. Yeah. Um, he'll be massive. But yeah. Yeah, he was. he's back in first team training, of course, O'Shea. And he will feel like having... You know, another another signing or, you know, that centre-back position will be massively strengthened with O'Shea. Hopefully that can cut out some of the 
silly mistakes. I think that we we've seen over the past over the past, especially I'm, I'm pointing at Derby basically for that one. But you know, hopefully we can not see some some of those mistakes at the back. Um, were, are there any? I suppose this is a sort of a, a mission you should have been asked to scout out before the podcast. But are there any particular players you might like to see? Albion sign, obviously, lots of young players floating around in the Premier League, and there's been some familiar faces linked as well. Who do you, who do you think that that you'd like to see uh, coming in in January, if possible? That's an interesting question. I would like to see potentially a few young players come in. Uh, we was linked with that. Was it from Wigan? A young winger from Wigan. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it yeah. Lang? I think it was. That yeah, was Lang. Wigan. That's the name. I would like to see potentially. You know, not. We're not not spend millions on them, but bring in a few, you know, young, exciting players, up and coming players, maybe. But yeah, uh, that's a difficult one to answer on the spot. Yeah, I should have sent you away on a scouting mission. To be fair, before I should have let you know a few days ago I was going to ask you that. But yeah, it's, yeah okay, Yakushli is another player that I suppose has been linked. He's, but I think, yeah, I think he's he's available now for three million euros that yes. would be so that's you know less than less than three million quid for Albion is he somebody would, that at that price you might like to see absolutely he would bring in like he's a Premier League quality player we saw that last year and he would bring in so much experience into the squad and I think he's the sort of player we really need and it'll be the sort of player we we need to you know push for promotion and dig in towards those hard games towards the end of the season yeah I think he'd be he'd be a lovely sign and I think you know from all the play in the midfield that ends up, you know, being just hoofed over the defence or just kicked out of play sometimes. I think Yakushlu might just be able to just put his foot on the ball and sort of help us keep the ball a bit better because it doesn't look like, I, I guess that's not really what Ishmael wants us to do because I think he wants us to get forward very quickly and he wants to sort of get round the defence. But, you know, if he got his foot on the ball and, and sort of played it around a bit, maybe if, if Yakushlu was in there, then it might help us to, to keep it a little bit better. But well, if we move on to, to Albion's next fixture, hoping for a, a win at home, obviously we're still unbeaten at home, which is a massive positive. I think we ourselves yeah. and, and Liverpool are the only two teams not to be beaten in the league so far at home this season. Last time out was a 1-0 victory against Peterborough. Uh, Semi Ajay obviously grabbed that winner and we saw Ishmael dancing at the touchline for that one as well. How are you feeling heading into this one? Do you think, are you confident that we can pick up a win? I am confident we can pick up a win, but I would say it is a must win. I think, you know, Peterborough haven't been on the best of form recently. I saw them against Coventry yesterday. Their goalkeeper made a few poor mistakes. And, you know, if we can't be beating Peterborough, I think that really, you know, should be over for Valerian Ishmael. Um, yeah, it's a must win game. Uh, it's our last Saturday home game until March, I think so. Oh, really? I'm gonna enjoy that one. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Oh god, I, I did see that Sky had been at the February fixtures. I thought they'd been uh, they've been picking away at them, but yeah, that's that's a shame. That is definitely a shame. I mean, yeah. Saturday afternoon, as you said as said earlier, you know, it brings a lot of attendance in, and you know, these midweek games and Friday night games are really not helping attendance at the at the work at the best of times, really. Um, going into the game, obviously, do you think uh, are there are there any changes you might make to the eleven? Obviously, a few players coming back from from injury and uh, and suspension. Uh, is Johnson and Moet back? I don't think Johnson. No, they've they've. This is I think this is their this no. is the last game. Well, I'd obviously uh, like to see DK start. Um, I'm not one hundred percent who for, but um, I would like to see him getting involved and hopefully banging in some goals for us. <laughs> 
yeah, he'd, he'd be a great, great to start as well. And then obviously we've got Kipra coming back in as well. And right, I yeah. think, uh, I can't remember who else, to be honest, off the top of my head. I think Kipra is probably the, the, the big major one to come in in, in the defence. I think um, maybe Bartley as well, obviously missed out, missed out the game with, with injury that he picked up against Brighton. So maybe if he comes back in, we might look a bit, bit stronger. But Will, if I had to sort of push you for a score prediction with some, with some goal scorers in there, how do you think the game's going to pan out? I'll, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> it's going to sound uh, a bit of a dull game, but I'm going to go for a 1 0 West Brom win. I think we'll just about get over the line. Uh, just like sort of the Hull City game earlier on in the season. It won't be pretty, but, you know, if we get three points at the end of the day, I'll be happy. Um, I'll go for a Carlin Grant goal because he seems to be at the moment the only sort of player who's consistently put the ball in the back of the net for us. But yeah. Yeah, I'd love very, to see Matt Phillips brawler. Yeah, I think yeah, Matt Phillips. I think deserves the goal. Really, he's played really well over the past two games. I think we'll go. I'm going to go two one, and I'll go for I'll, I'll go for a Matt Phillips. Like you know, I'll go for a Matt Phillips, and I'll go for a, a Daryl DK goal. I think me. I I just love to see him play in front of the Albion fans. I mean, it'd be really nice to see how he gets on. But yeah, I, I hope he doesn't have have a have another. Uh, obviously, his home day be spoiled by it by a defeat. I think that'd be real shame, but. Will, that's about all we've got time for on the Baggies podcast this week. A massive thank you for coming on. Uh, if if anybody wants to go and, and check out your your sort of content and, and social media, where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, I run the Will Burford YouTube channel, so just type that into YouTube. I think my Twitter account, this is testing me now, I think it might be at Will Burford 11, I think, and Instagram at, at Will Burford 1. But don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we'll leave some we'll leave some links in the description anyway. And if 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 you might not have got that right, but they'll be in the description. So make sure to go in and check out Will's channel. But Will, it's been a massive pleasure having you on uh, the Baggies podcast today uh, to chat about all things Albion. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. Absolutely, absolute, absolute pleasure to have you on today, mate. But that does bring me to the end of the Baggies podcast this week. Hope you've enjoyed this match reaction episode. Go and drop Will a, a, a subscription on YouTube and drop him a follow on his social medias. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to the Baggies podcast on your podcast provider or YouTube. And make sure you leave us a nice review because you can leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now. So make sure you go and leave us a five stars if you enjoyed the episode. But that's all we've got time for today. We'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>